0: Hello, and welcome to the CrossFit SCV podcast. This is episode number six. I am Curtis Marzinzik, and I'm joined by Nick Christou. Two? Yeah. That was your cue to say something. Hello. Witty. Witty? Yeah, not today. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we will be talking about uh, CrossFit health, fitness and general gym nonsense. And today we are going to talk about injuries and how to avoid them, how to assess them. Kind of how to treat them. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off by saying, uh, we are not doctors. We are not any kind of physician. I don't think anyone would confuse us with being a physician. Uh, so if you,
1: I think they'd confuse us more with being bodybuilders, actors, models, probably than physicians. Well, maybe you.
0: Yeah. I could be in like an older has been like a hand model. No. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so if you need actual uh, doctor advice, go and see an actual doctor, which is part of what we're going to uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do
1: this week because I hurt.
0: Yeah. But everything we're talking about, keep it, keep in mind. Uh, we would like you to go and see a doctor or a chiropractor or somebody that can actually diagnose a condition. What we're talking about is maybe how to get around mentally to diagnosing those conditions or, or making yourself go to the doctor. So. Talking about injuries, I, I think Nick and I both you know, I've been uh, struggling with uh, a back and, and hip injury for almost a year now, and it became it became pretty debilitating the, maybe three months ago, but uh, started maybe last October, started feeling a little bit of pain in the hip and the point of the hip and in the, in the back on the left hand side, uh, started feeling the pain radiate around through the leg uh, through like the IT band area, Leg became actually kind of weak. Backed off, kind of. You know, was squatting. You know, maybe a little less volume, a little less weight. Um, still hurt quite a bit. Backed off even more. Everything felt better, and then uh, kind of felt okay until this last injury. Uh, that was that was so tough that uh, pretty much couldn't walk for about two months. So we'll get into that a little bit. But I, the point here is that you know a lot of these injuries, like say I had gone and and uh, followed some of the advice we're about to give you uh, a year ago that maybe I wouldn't have had the episode that left me,
1: you know, completely unable to, to do anything. So, uh, what do you, what, what's going on with you right now? I, I think I'm probably six months ahead of you or six months in your history where, um, I, the whole left hand side of my body, my hip, my IT band, my knee, my ankle, my calf, everything is just kind of tight and sore. And it, uh, oscillates between feeling hurt and just feeling really, really sore. Um, take a couple of days off it feels a little bit better start trying to go back to your normal pace, your normal weights and it gets right back down into the into the dumpster um, and it's kind of weird it's past the point of new and I've been dealing with it for so long that it kind of feels like normal and I think that's where it starts to become really dangerous right?
0: Yeah so you sort of you sort of ignore the the chronic injury or you ignore the acute injury mm-hmm. and it becomes a chronic injury and then you think you can maybe live with it. Take a couple of days off, and it, it keeps coming back. And now you're just perpetuating this injury yeah. that's that's just waiting to become uh, exacerbated right? when you you know put you know you go for that 500 pound deadlift. Yeah, it's so. a, some
1: of it's a little ego too. It's oh, I'm working out so hard that I'm just sore all the time, and I'm macho, right? Yeah, and
0: in, in CrossFit, I think with you know having a little bit of competition, maybe we push ourselves a little bit further than our coach would like us to go. I mean, the coach is always saying, go a little bit lighter, go you know work on this, work on that. Um, you know, as a coach, I, I tend to not even, you know, I, I try and tell myself what, you know, I would want somebody to do, but that's even, you know, that's hard to listen to also. So uh, I'm going to start here on this whole injury issue with how to avoid this whole thing in the first place. How can we avoid injury? The way that we run the gym, we like people to come in as often as they can. They can come in every day of the week. Great. We talk about when to rest and that might be another podcast. I guess it, it falls into this one a little bit. When, when you start feeling beat up, I, I think you were even talking about feeling a little bit beat up. That's time to rest, right? And you feel like you're not fully recovered. It's time to rest. You're feeling things are really sore and you're coming in. You can't operate at 100%. Uh, your mobility, your, your range of motion is not 100%. It's time to rest, right? And it might be one day. It might be two days. It might be three days.
1: You might have to rest a week. If, you're, if you have a little injury going, you might have to rest a month. So so when you say rest, there's a difference between going home, laying on the couch and, quote, resting versus active resting, right? Yeah. So what's your what's your take on rest?
0: So I say rest. It's going to it's going to depend on your lifestyle and it's going to depend on your fitness level. So, you know, somebody like Christy, her level of rest might be that she just does a three mile run that day at a nice slow pace. Uh, She's feeling really beat up. Maybe she doesn't do anything, but she still, you know, sticks to the diet, still does her regular routine. I think when people think of rest, it's like, oh, I'm going to sit down and uh, you know, take a day off of work and eat Doritos and, and do absolutely nothing. Generally, doing something will still help you to recover. Resting is not necessarily recovering. We want to kind of draw a line between those two things. We're, we're looking to recover in between, in, you know, uh, in between workouts. And if we're not getting full recovery, we need to take a little bit more time between right and maybe even look at the volume that we're doing looking at uh, some of the weights that we're lifting but all in all when you start feeling that beat up feeling lethargic feeling tired feeling uh, look at your sleep make sure you're getting enough sleep and look at your program right take that day off so uh, that's going to be probably the the number one thing is looking at your routine right make sure that you're you're on a sustainable program you're consistent um, that's the other thing is if you're inconsistent and you just come in one day a week and you're going to try for that 500 pound deadlift and, and you've only been coming in one day a week, uh, you're probably setting yourself up for injury also. So being consistent is, is good for preventing injury as long as we are taking the time
1: to rest every so often. Yeah, it makes sense. And I was, uh, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I almost think it'd be better to come in six days a week and do full body weight exercises versus come in three days a week and do heavier exercises. Do you agree? Disagree? It depends on
0: your level of fitness. I think at least at the beginning, we are way better off coming in as often as we can. And
1: establishing a baseline.
0: So we wanna get in. And when I say working out, it might not even be coming to the gym, but I would like to see people ultimately working out seven days a week. And that that maybe two of those days on our active recovery day, maybe that's a hike with the kids or take the dog out for a walk or just go out for, walk around for half an hour, uh, do some active stretching. It can be a lot of different things, but but stay busy seven days a week. Uh, if you're at the level of training where you're going to the CrossFit Games, you might be on a program where you're doing two or three different sessions during a day, and you might be three days on, one day off. You know, it really depends. Everyone's built a little differently. Uh, I know that I tend, if I'm working with that kind of volume, I tend to work better with more rest. Somebody like Christy works better with no rest at all, just every day of the week. And every now and then, one day a month, she'll say, I feel tired, and she'll not work out that day. Um, so some people are just built differently and it also, you know, it depends on how you eat and how you rest and, and how your sleep is and all that. But, uh, I think that the, the more often consistent approach is, is definitely going to yield you better results. Most of us are here just to be leaner and, and, and look better naked and, you know, live, be harder to kill, or you know, whatever you want to say. Um, you know, that's the goal. So, you know, unless you're a bodybuilder, you've got some other specific goal. Great. Um assessing assessing what you're doing and your own program sometimes that's hard to do we talked about people looking at their own program and it or, you know just think of, let's watch people load their own bar before a workout and you know somebody that can snatch their wondering at max snatch is 185 and they're putting on 175 for a wow. workout that's got 50 snatches in it and you what are you doing oh you know I can totally do this it's like nah you're gonna do your new 95 pounds cut that in half um, you have to step back a little bit and look at look at what's going on. You're feeling beat up, step back, look at your program, be honest with yourself, you know, say, do I really need to be in here doing these kind of weights or, you know, uh, am I going too heavy? Am I coming in too often? Should I be taking extra rest days? You know, learn to assess, use the coaches, ask them. They'll give you an honest opinion. Talk to your friends, uh, you know, unless some of the meatheads in here will tell you, oh man, you gotta come in every day and lift extra weights. Um,
1: You know, figure out who to listen to and who not to listen to. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, <clears throat> it's interesting because I think we had a couple new newbies or drop ins today um, and one of them came with me, my wife, and she had a ton of anxiety last night, worried about that she was going to have to lift too much or what if she couldn't keep up or what if she couldn't move fast enough. So I think it's also important to say know your bubble, right? And you're in here for your workout. And even if it's part of a team workout, move at your pace. because yeah. that's a lot of times when injury happens, when you step into the big kid club and you try and keep up with someone that can lift more than you or move faster than you and you get hurt.
0: Absolutely, 100%. Uh, New people generally don't understand the pacing of a workout and that's where things go south quickly is that they come in and they overpace and they blow up and then they'll start barfing or they can't move. When when you're starting a new program, you have to pace yourself. I mean, if you think you're gonna move at your 80%, I would say shoot for 40. Mm-hmm. And even then, by the end of the workout, you're still going to be pretty toasted. Uh, but that way, you know, the goal is to is to not be sore all the time. Uh, I forget who was talking about it. Uh, maybe Dr. Andy Galpin on a podcast. But basically, the, the thought is that you want to be able to come in. You're going to get more out of a workout if you can come in at 100% and put 100% into a workout as a, and, and maybe do that. Even if you're doing that three or four days a week, you're going to get better results than if you come in every day of the week at 60% beat up, right? Yep. You're not going to get that much out of it, unless you're very beginning. At the very beginning, you're going to get, you're going to get a lot out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as you get better at it, uh, you definitely want to work on being fresh when you come in. So as a new person, we tell people, listen, scale it back to your perceived 40, 50% in workouts, both weight and intensity. Take it really light, take it really easy. It, it's more valuable to come in five, six days a week and not feel sore and not be injured than it is for you to come in two to three, two to three days a week and Lift like, oh, heavy. I crushed it, bro. And then like be limping around mm-hmm. and then you'll, you know you'll be the one that's making that CrossFit's dangerous, uh, thing, uh, you know, making that rumor yeah.
1: true. So, um, where would you throw in stretching <clears throat> in, in kind of the entire spectrum of identifying injury, treating injury, resting, recovering?
0: I'm not sure how much stretching has to do with most injuries. I know that the, the current, uh, current dogma is kind of changing a little bit in that they're, they're, we're talking about static stretching not being the best thing to do before working out. Right, maybe some dynamic stretching, getting everything,
1: getting the muscles warm. And can you give us a quick rundown, dynamic versus static?
0: Dynamic stretching meaning like uh, we're doing our active Samson stretch or an active lunge, or we're doing something where we're moving. We're not we're not sitting in one position, uh, you know, pulling a muscle to its you know to its limit. Uh, For 30, 40 seconds, 50 seconds, we're actually moving through ranges of motion, getting the joints lubricated,
1: getting the muscles warmed up. Do you think there is a time and a place for that static stretching where you're
0: laying on the floor or
1: someone's holding your leg up to stretch your hamstring?
0: I think there is. I think that uh, maybe after working out, if you've got some time, uh, move through some yoga poses. Um, If you want to stretch something, uh, I would say find out what you're doing. Because you might cause yourself some injury. Most people think that they're, they're going to lengthen a muscle or do other things that you can't do. With, you can't make a muscle longer. It's only as long as the bone is, it's, right? Speak for yourself, pal. <laughs> well, not that muscle. Um, yeah, there's no bone there either. Um, but, uh, you know, find out what you're doing and then maybe even see, you know, if you're feeling some chronic pain, maybe even go see, you know, go see your doctor or a physical therapist. And they can show you how to stretch and how to do it properly, uh, not just you know sit there and, and you know tweak one muscle. Mm-hmm. You're probably doing more damage. So and so yeah, there is some value to stretching. Uh, find out what you're doing, know what you're doing, and and do it with intent. Don't just show up hungover before the workout and think you're gonna you know go into the pigeon pose for five minutes and everything's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably gonna end up getting injured. So. Figure out how to assess what's happening with your body. Figure out how to assess if you need rest or recovery, if you have a little injury, a little tweak going on. And when you do, the next step is to seek some kind of treatment, Uh, whether that's a chiropractor, it could be a physical therapist, it could be a doctor. You might need to get an MRI, you might need to get an X-ray. You know, with my with, with my injuries, uh, I've gotten now two MRIs and a couple of X rays, and they've found, you know, several things. I've got a torn labrum, I've got this and I've got that. And some of the things like the hip injury, the labrum I think is a result of years of of stretching and 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 pushing my range of motion. The back injury I think was an acute injury caused by some issues with hip injury. So learn to Identify these little things and figure out if it's something that you need to go see a chiropractor for. And if you're not getting the recovery, then take it up a notch, take it to a doctor, take it to somebody, get the right tests, find out what's going on, and then follow the treatment, you know, get a physical therapist, follow the treatment, make sure that you don't pull out. I mean, the worst thing that people do is they start feeling better. It's like taking medication. You start feeling better and they think I'm cured. And they go back to the gym and they Load up, you know, six hundred pounds on the bar, and think they're going to back squat the next day. So, get treatment, and then take the time to go through with the program that they that that uh, they come up with for you with physical therapist or whatever it is, and follow through with with that program. So, do your best to stay within your your uh, ability. Main, you know, keep an eye on it. You know how tired you are, how sore you are. You know what your program looks like. Uh, assess little injuries for for what they are see if you know if it's something that just needs a rest day If it's something that maybe you know rest day didn't fix it now I need to maybe go see the Cairo Cairo didn't fix it. Okay, maybe I step this up and go see my orthopedic uh, my orthopedic guy He does an MRI and then you can kind of go on from there uh, After the treatment we need to look at the rest and recovery uh, Which is again following that program from the physical therapist or following the program from the chiropractor or you know might take some follow-up visits uh, make sure you see that all the way through cuz once again just like on our short term plan our long term plan is to be able to make it to the gym or the track or wherever as often as possible yeah. and that's where the real that's where you're going to make your money in this whole fitness thing if you want to be fit and you want to be lean and and you know all that you need to be able to get the reps in and you can't get the reps in if you're having to you know take time off mm-hmm. for being injured so coming back you know after you have gone through your program be smart and check your ego at the door you know we both know how difficult that is right i come in and it's like i want to do box jumps and mm-hmm. I, I can't walk so you know maybe i'll do box step ups and that hurts too maybe i'll do something else um rein yourself in if you have to ask somebody else say hey man i'm, I'm you know ask somebody that you trust ask the coach at, at your class hey you know, there's been a lot of times where Ed, you know, Coach Ed, to come over to me and he said, "Listen, you're not going to do wall walls today. You can't, you can't squat. You know, stop it. Go
1: do something else." Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I think there's something to be said about a firm coach. Somebody that says, "No, you are not doing that." And sometimes it can be a bit of a push and pull with your coach. But um, I have a lot of respect for that because. If they're a good coach, they're looking at how you're moving, and they should be able to assess what you're capable of doing that day.
0: Yeah. What kind of coach is going to yeah. say, "Oh, uh, you, oh, you want to do that?" And I know you're going to get hurt. Okay, knock yourself out. Yep. Literally, like uh, that's not a good coach. Yeah. A good coach is going to tell you how it is, and he's going to stick, you know, stick to his guns. Hey, if you want to go get hurt, go down to LA Fitness and go get hurt. Yep. If you want to, if you want to do something that's that's useful, then you know this is what we're going to. This is how we're going to do it. So, coming back, make sure you follow your your physical therapy plan all the way to the T make sure that you are smart make sure that you are keeping an eye going back to your how to avoid thing at the beginning of this make sure that we're following that plan as we're coming back and and maintaining you know looking we're going to have a lot less fitness our our capacity is going to be diminished when we come back so now you know i i can't come in and do a 30 minute workout i can't come in and do 75 snatches in a row anymore Mm -hmm. i've got to come in and, and and break it up into sets and you have to really think about this all you know you're at a different fitness level so you have to rein yourself back in and uh, check your ego at the door and and you know work within your abilities and yeah. it's going to come back pretty quick. But uh, I'd say the biggest mistakes coming back are thinking that you are going to force the recovery to come faster. Like you know when we build this level of fitness, we try and be patient with it and be consistent and like everything we talked about and when people come back, they think, well, I've already done that. So I'm just gonna take a shortcut mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go right back to the end. And then my fitness will somehow it's just come up. back yep. and then bam, you're injured again. And then you're that guy that's always injured. Mm-hmm. So, uh, take your time. Uh, I'd say that's probably the biggest mistake. Take your time. And also don't quit. Uh, I've seen a lot of other people over the years that just got injured and like Oh well, being fit is bad for me. I got injured, so I'm just never going to do that again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no. If had had you been smarter, you wouldn't have been injured. You know, had I been smarter, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't be as injured as I am. Um,
1: But uh, yeah, be smart and and think about it. So learn, you know, it's interesting. So you, you made a comment about, uh, follow your physical therapist plan to a T and don't stop when things feel better, right? We don't stop an antibiotic cycle halfway through because we all know the negative impacts that could happen if you, if you don't finish that, that cycle, it's interesting because every single time I've had an acute injury, that's led to a long term nagging thing. It's always been a combination of an old injury and dehydration for the day, drank a ton of coffee that day. Didn't have enough time to hydrate before the workout push myself super hard, and then you have a back spasm, or you have a calf strain or something, and then that turns into a three to four month fight to try and get back to where you were. So back to that concept of don't quit, had I quit the first time that happened, and the first time it happened, I actually blew my knee out, and I had to get a knee surgery because of it, I wouldn't know that now. I wouldn't know that, that it's, oh, there's this high correlation in my body of dehydration or lack of hydration and pushing yourself too hard through a workout. And now that I know that, if I've had a really rough day at work and I've had 18 cups of coffee and a night out the night before, and I'm just not, um, I'm not in a good place. I immediately know, okay, it's time to do um, either the programming, the, the weight programming for the women that day, or whatever's going to work for me because um, I'm just not in a place where this is going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's. I, I see it so often. It's more with newer people. They'll come in and we start. We do a lot of running or a lot of jump roping, and they'll talk about a knee or a calf. And uh, I'll tell them, listen, two weeks, I don't want you doing any impact. No box jumps. I don't want you running. I don't want you doing jump ropes. And we'll give some alternate movements for all those things. And I'll come back two days later and I'll see them doing you know, jump ropes or running. I'll say, what are you doing? And I'll say, well, it feels a little better today, so I think I can do it. And that, you know, that's part of this process we talked about. You can't shortcut yeah. the recovery. If there's some pain there, your body's telling you something. Your body's saying something is wrong and it might be that you're running incorrectly it might be that you're jumping incorrectly in, in the double unders it might be that you're landing on your heels and we can fix some of that but we need to first make sure that you're completely healed and then as we come back then then we can start looking at you know at how it's going right so like going back to my injury it's been actually a, a good opportunity for me you know not being able to squat or move coming back and starting to squat again you know, fixing some of the issues with you know the my, the way that I squat, I tend to squat very narrow and and widening the feet out, and, and uh, it's a little bit more difficult because I'm still looking at a surgery later in the year. So you know, whatever I get back to now, I'm just going to start over again at the beginning of the year, but hopefully with a little bit more mobility and uh, you know uh, coming back again it, give me a chance to start over and, and maybe clean up some other things. So. You know, you can use it as an opportunity. A lot of times when you get deep into it and you start building some of these skills, uh, you learn how to do maybe a a bastardized version of a movement, a really ugly muscle up or a really ugly squat. And you get good at that bad version of the movement. Mm -hmm. And then a weird thing happens. Your ego steps in and and you're, you know, you're never really going to get any better than that horrible version of the movement unless you step back and, and start all over again and start with the basics of the movement and retraining. And it's hard to do that and that's why a lot of times people it really honestly takes an injury for that to happen yeah. and then they, they when they start over then they can really focus because they they can't do they can't do the you know the high intensity or the high weight anymore so yeah. then you know it gives you something to concentrate on so you know if you do get injured it can be a, a, a fantastic opportunity to really you know reassess okay well what caused this injury uh, what things contributed to it what am I not doing so well what can I change what can I you know, I can't I can only squat an empty bar right now anyway so why not work on you know putting a plate between my mm-hmm. feet and squatting into a box and you know Mobility. figuring out how to fix this thing um, so you know it can be it can be a great tool so talking about your injury you're thinking you may have a hip issue like I had you know my advice to you would be to go see uh, go see a, a hip guy uh, or a back any kind of ortho mm-hmm. and get an MRI and yeah. have them look at it you know if you do have if you do have an impingement or you know a torn labrum in the hip it's something if you catch it early enough that they can work with you know it might just be a cortisone and you know a discussion about how how you squat um it might be that you know you have your cartilage is really damaged and you might need surgery and, and catching it early that's in you know you walk out the same day it's an easy surgery um it might be physical therapy maybe you know just through building building a little bit more strength in, in some areas uh, could fix it. So my advice to you would be, hey, let's uh, let's let's kind of lay off uh, some of the high-impact, high-weight squatting movements. Essentially, what you're looking at is any movement in your hip where you're bending at the waist more than, say, 90 degrees, right? Yep. Uh, say between 45 and 90, that's where you're going to get issues with the hip, hip impingement. So, Try and keep your squats maybe not so deep. Uh, squat to a box or avoid squatting, um, and and go see somebody have have an MRI, have them take a look at it, get an X-ray, see what's going on, and then at least that way you know right uh, if everything if all the structure is good, and you still have this pain, it might might be something that you know uh, when you see a physical therapist it's some stretching and something you can work through, and then at least when you're working through it, you you're not thinking well am I about to you know paralyze myself or you know, am, mm-hmm. I, am I actually doing some good? So that would be my advice uh, to you. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, when you have a little injury like that, just even c- going all the way back to the beginning of this, how to avoid an assessment part, having this conversation with somebody at the beginning, that's helpful because sometimes you can't make yourself do that, but having somebody else, discuss, you know, talk to you about it, you know, then you're like, okay, I'll go make that appointment. So,
1: yep. And by the way, if you have no en- no injuries today, but you still want to assess your um, kind of early stage health, mentally take note of how you stand and how you sit. Do you always constantly put weight on one leg versus the other when you're standing there? Um, do you sit with both feet square on the ground? or Are you the person that, like me, that lifts their right ankle up and puts it on top of their left knee when you're sitting around, right? Um, and just start start to become aware of your personal imbalances because we all have them. Um, because that gives you a lot of history as well when you get to the injury of possibly why things went the way they went when you get injured.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, hip flexor issue. What did you sit all day long? Your hip flexors are shortened. Um, you know, there's a lot of injuries that can be caused by your, your daily routine. Uh, and that's absolutely, maybe you need to look to get to a standing desk. And, you know, um, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, good that can come from a, a self-assessment, not just of injuries, but of just your, your general routine. Um, it's a fantastic point and and you know your coaches should be able to help you out with that a lot of times we will see a lot of those things you know we see through the movements um, those issues tend to identify themselves and we'll ask people like hey you've been sitting in a car for the last four hours or you know what's going on but uh, yeah for sure uh, definitely make a make a ongoing the assessment process should be ongoing and uh, whether you're brand new at this or you've been doing it a while in fact if you've been doing it a while i would say it would probably be worth having a friend no talking to a friend that you trust and having them uh you know watch your movements or you know if you have an injury talk to them about the injury um and get their opinion on it because i think you'd be surprised a lot of things you think they'll say oh man you're good fight through it they might say oh god i had that injury or like a friend out. of mine had that yeah. injury you should go go get that checked out so yeah uh, so my key points here uh let's avoid being injured by being smart having a good workout plan uh, make sure that you're resting and recovering uh, often um, constantly self assessing how you're feeling um, your general routines if you sit too much you stand too much uh, whatever um, how that plays into how you feel every day Uh, if you feel things going on seek treatment uh, whether it's like I said talking to somebody going to a chiropractor escalating it up to a doctor uh, whatever you have to do Uh, once you get that treatment listen to the person and their advice if if you don't like it don't just disregard it go see another person and you know if you have to see a third person you know get a consensus of opinion Um, follow their advice make sure you rest and recover completely before coming back when you come back use it as an opportunity to improve Um, stay nice and light follow the advice from the beginning on how to avoid injuries and uh, I think that that is that will put you in a spot where uh, you will be able to maintain this fitness level, you know, well into your later years. Uh, there's no reason. We've got people in here that are 60, 70 years old. There's no reason why people can't be fit into their 60s, 70s, 80s. Yep. Um, we don't. You don't need to be the guy that has to use the the, the handrail to use, you know use the bathroom. Uh, we should all be able to maintain this if we're smart about it. And yep. I think the people that we see, they're all beat up and broken after the years of, uh, abuse or just people that didn't follow these steps. So, um, yeah, that's what I've got on injury. I think that, uh, I think I wish I had followed some of this advice <laughs> over the years, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a, 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 tough year kind of dealing with all this and it's, it's kind of an ego check for sure. Uh, but it is definitely an awesome opportunity to improve and, and kind of uh come back you know even better than before and also it's 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 opened my eyes a little bit in terms of how to you know treat some people there's one thing i want to talk about real quick there's in going through this finding out that this i've always had this limited hip mobility where i've not been able to squat with you know feet wider than my hips and most people can generally most people tend to be wider with the feet Mm -hmm. um yeah, most people have the
1: opposite challenge.
0: You yeah, so it's been years of you know, putting a, a bar on my back, whiting my feet out and then forcing the the squat down to a box and, and forcing the issue as if, you know, there's just things that need, need to be stretched out and, and opened up and, and somehow maybe I was born with tight, you know, tendons mm-hmm. or muscles or whatever. Um, turns out that I've got the way that my femurs are shaped. Uh, there isn't a little, there isn't a little bump on the end of it that allows the femur to come all the way up. Mm. Uh, it's just straight there. So I don't, I literally don't have the ability to squat in that position. And trying to do that uh, has actually rubbed the cartilage Off the head. between between the, the, the femur and the hip and caused tearing uh, tear in the labrum, which has then caused all kinds of other things. Um, so it's been, I, I feel like it's been my, my 10-year journey in CrossFit, you know, trying to fix my squat that has actually caused, you know, this injury. Um, So there's some things that you can learn about yourself, you know, had I, you know, early on uh, gone and seen a doctor, got an MRI, talked about, you know, hips. This might have been something that was discovered and I might have decided, well, I don't I don't need to, you know, try and squat like that. And it's great that coaches try and cue me to get there, but it's just not physically possible. Or, you know, I could have gotten the, the, you know, uh, the femoral acetabular impingement surgery where they shave off part of the femur uh, to, you know, give you back some of that mobility. So it, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that, uh, I think most people need to think about and don't just, you know, when you listen to people and they're trying to give you good advice and it might be good advice, Hey, you need to work on your mobility, uh, just keep in the back of your head. It might, there might be something in your body that doesn't allow for that. So that, that's, that's an important thing that I, I had never really thought about until I was injured. It said, hey, we're trying to cue people into these mobility things that in a perfect world would be great if everybody could look like this. But some people are built differently. You know, when we deadlift, not everyone is, you know, some people have longer legs or shorter legs and maybe their deadlift position isn't going to look you know exactly like the poster for the deadlift mm-hmm. or, you know, the snatch position. Maybe someone has really short arms and really long legs and they can't get in that, you know, ass down, chest up position. So. Um keep that in your mind keep that in the back of your head when people are giving you advice there there could be something that's that's just different with you and that's why seeing a doctor and getting an MRI you know getting some professional medical advice is is definitely valuable Yep definitely agree Cool well uh I think the uh the uh the new format for this podcast i think we're trying to go a little bit shorter yep maybe uh where are we at 30 minutes or so yep
1: some quick snippets maybe on your drive into the gym give you something to think about while you walk through the door yeah
0: yeah i think uh and, and maybe we'll do these a little bit more often but uh um yeah anything funny at the gym this week that we heard oh god
1: no but i saw something i witnessed something really funny i witnessed a gym member eat four ice cream cones in the matter of like probably 45 minutes after a workout one night.
0: This is not uh, in keeping with our nutrition policy. <laughs> not, not anything. How did this go down? So did they like got done with the workout, whipped out of the ice chest and just wolfed down four ice cream bars? Were <laughs> they regular? Like were they ice cream sandwiches? They were the Hagen popsicle on a stick. Like with the wooden, like yeah, the wooden, wooden stick, stick. That it's like, that's like curved. Yep. Like the hourglass curved stick.
1: Yep. I don't know if anyone else by the way. Not that I, I would know. When I think about those Hoggins, st- the wooden popsicle stick, does anyone else get goosebumps thinking about it when it's like touching your tongue it's like all like rough and scratchy no am i just I the only one i don't know what kind of childhood you okay. had i had a weird childhood evidently um yes so we decided your parents
0: gave you those with the ice cream on them right or you, they, just, well, they just gave me those and they said there's yeah. fiber
1: for the week yeah
0: you had to chew on the wooden stick yeah figured it out you know actually i remember as a child actually like getting chewing done with the ice cream sticks. and chewing on the stick and then getting like splinters in your in your <laughs> in your gums i remember the popsicles that had
1: the jokes on them
0: Remember those? Yes, I do. Yeah, those are
1: the best. And then you had to try and remember them for school the next day so you could tell your friends.
0: You remember Lucky Lager with the uh, little little puzzles on the beer, on the inside of the beer can? Oh, like, I
1: never. I nev- you never Lucky it. Lager? Yeah, I've had Lucky Lager, but I didn't. It had know. like the
0: little puzzle. It had like the little pictogram puzzles. It'd be no like an, an eye and a heart and a little sheep. And it'd be like, oh, I, I love you.
1: Oh interesting so you're gonna go buy some do they make lucky log i don't know one? but we're gonna find out okay anyway what were we so talking about? we went down to sam's club and we we were like yeah, oh this uh, the ice cream for yeah ice okay. so we're like let's be healthy let's get some chicken you know we'll come back up to the gym and eat it well we Is bought, you, you and your wife no there's me and my my, my compatriots couple a couple of cohorts that just worked out with you yes okay we were all feeling nice and swole we just ignored everything you talked about on this list and listed lifted super heavy and all that crap um So we go down to Sam's Club. We get the chicken, of course. The person that you're talking about,
0: this is the person that typically will show up and and avoid warming up.
1: The guy's a mastodon.
0: Uh, avoid doing anything helpful other he, than the workout at the heaviest load possible.
1: He's just a freak of nature. Okay. He can lift heavier than anyone I've ever seen. And I don't think I've ever seen him stretch once. I know. He's, he's, you know. he's a mastodon. He is a mastodon. Anyway, so you go to um, Sam's Club. So on our way out, we get the chickens. I didn't know this new thing, by the way. Did you know that in Sam's Club, you can scan from your phone? Yes. And you stay in line? Yes, I heard about that. Yeah, you just walk out. My mind is blown. That's yeah. the worst part about going to Sam's Club yes. or Costco yeah. is the four-hour line. Yeah. Um, well, so, then, then anything perishable, you buy like rots in like, right? two days. Like, you yeah. buy bread, it's moldy it in two days. It sucks. Um, uh, but that being said, you still got to do a full lap through the place because yeah. there's pressure washers yeah, and all sorts right of crap. Yeah. Shirts, wine shirts. Everything. need it all. Um, so we get the chicken. Uh, we also get a shrimp thing. And then we talk ourselves out of the shrimp thing because you don't need that. Uh, and then, of course, on the way out. How it's fresh is shrimp at Sam's not, It's <laughs> yeah. not. And that's why we got it back. On the way out, it's like Disneyland. They set this place up like Disneyland. The last freezer right near the door on your way out has this beautiful box of 12 Haagen-Dazs dark chocolate almond crusted vanilla ice cream. Oh, where it looks like it has chicken pox on uh, the outside? So, yes. yes. And these, sexual, these are are the little tiny ones,
0: right? That are like the size oh, of no. like a
1: half dollar? Oh, no. They're not tiny. They're not tiny. These are full. The full size? 357. Like the, like the 400 calorie, 400 500 calorie, calorie Whatever they are. Okay. Yep. So we get out to the car and we're worried about the ice cream because it might melt. Right. It's so 115 hard. degrees. Out yeah. Right. But, you know, this is the the epitome of CrossFit nutrition is sure. go buy a chicken and ice cream. Yes. Um, so, of course, we had to have a roadie. So we ate one ice cream bar on the way to all of you. Uh, yes, of course. You know, because I don't want them. I don't want to make them feel bad. Right. OK. So I had an ice cream bar with them. And then uh, this specific individual decided to have another one in the parking or in the driveway of the house. OK uh and then i think he might have waited till after we ate the chicken for his third one mm-hmm. and then he had a nightcap one wow and i was just impressed I, I didn't know you could eat four ice cream bars in that short of a period of time i thought
0: i don't know i feel like that amount of lactose like i can't imagine what <laughs> happened to him later that night like know. just chick just hogging ice cream bars and chicken
1: he looked fine he's a healthy a strong healthy <laughs> boy i saw him today he crushed the workout wow maybe we're on to, he's on to something
0: Ice cream and chicken. I, I don't know if 2,500 calories worth of ice cream after the workout. I mean, we talk about eating like the, the what they call it in the, God, what podcast is that? The uh, Barbell Shrugged? I don't think, I think they call it no, something else okay. now. They call it the, the window of gains. Okay. Back when it used to be funnier, the podcast. Well, this definitely was a window You were of in gains. the window of gains for sure, and you stuffed it full of ice hagen and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sweet. I support it. I'm going to say that might be the funniest thing that I've seen. I
1: was impressed. Yeah. I, I think we were all impressed that we're witnessing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, on that note, don't eat ice cream right after you're working out,
0: especially for hagen bars. Yeah. Eat the chicken part. Eat the chicken. Uh, assess your injuries. Go see a doctor. Listen. Listen to your body. Be smart. Don't be stupid. That's it. All
1: Thank right. you, Nick. Have Until a great next time. day, everybody. Till next time. Bye.